stay clear of, of Children's Church. And the 23rd also will be Brother Myers' birthday celebration after the night service. You don't want to miss that. It's going to be, I think I heard through the grapevine, burgers. And they're free, so just come and celebrate. That's all that's required, a celebration. The 25th is Our Ladies United Fellowship, the sign-ups in the foyer. And then um, we have a couple of prayer requests. Why don't you go ahead and stand all the needs that are on the board. And uh, Floyd Elmore, Sister Floyd Elmore, that's Sister Nell's mother. Keep her in your prayers. Brother Randy Armstrong and all the other prayer requests. If you have any other need, Brother Dickey, I wanted to mention him too. He has a lot of things coming up. And uh, I don't want fear to set in where it doesn't need to be. So if you have any special requests or you want to step in for someone, you can come to the front and step out in faith. That's the main ingredient is faith. Thank you, God, for the ability to come and worship you. Why don't you lift your voices? Thank you, God, for the opportunity. I thank you for the freedom that's in your presence. I thank you, God, that you know our need before we mention it, God. And you still listen to our cry. You still listen to our prayer. You are more than able, God. I bless your holy name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus, there is a truth older than the ages. There is a promise of things yet to come. There is one born for our salvation.
just generally helping be a light and a hope in our city. Father, I thank you for this wonderful edifice. I thank you more than that for the people that come here to worship your name, to worship your word, to worship your spirit that absolutely transforms life and I thank you for these people that continually share the passion and the burden in Jesus name bless their heart and life
stand up in this building and sing it with me with your whole heart. This is an entertainment. Everyone's tired, but you got to push through it. I tonight to make sure that I'm not uh, stretching it, but the North Star is 323 light years away. Traveling at 20, uh, I mean, uh, it's one more, more than one billion hours away. Traveling at 20, it, it's a 25.3 trillion miles from here the best they can tell and the Lord made all of this and he's living in your heart he's living in your home if he can keep that and I've, I've told my wife several times lately I said you know I, I know I've, I've talked about the North Star I've tried to find it on different occasions but it, it's just it, it's absolutely astounding how it is standing out in the last few months of our life and so I uh, look at all of that and I think man 
this heaven thing, this holy city deal, a choice to serve the one who put all that together. And not only to serve him, but to serve with him. So he makes the distinct comment, study to show yourself approved. A workman that need never be ashamed. The word shame there means to come short and not make it. That is one of the things that the Bible uses the term strive for the mastery. Those are not just like sounds and syllables that God just sort of threw out there. Oh, if you like that, you know. No, no. He said, follow me. I will speak a future into your life and as you pursue truth you will find the finale of all that and so what, what a joyful thing it is to get together in heavenly places and to associate with brothers and sisters of a heart and plan that are going to absolutely creating us one of the greatest bodies that you could ever hope to think of, a celestial body. God is not afraid of sin. He suffered because of it, and he willingly took upon himself the nature of it because he wanted you to know that he's not afraid of your shortcomings, being incapable of being healed or strengthened. He wants us to know that his word, his world, and his future is worth sacrificing the flesh and the lust thereof. So fear does its work through flesh concepts. You don't ever have to work up fear. It's just available. And, and your flesh is constantly capable of producing fear that you're not loved, fear that your sins can catch up with you, and that the reason you're having trouble is that because something you did 20 years ago that's why faith is such an imperative. When you turn your sins over to God, he puts them as far away as the east is from the west. That's in your Bible. Don't you let Satan go get them and bring them back to your memory in a thing of thinking that they can contaminate you. All of us can remember our sinful practices. So I'm not talking about the fact that you don't have a memory bank. What I'm telling you is that the blood of Jesus covers the separation. Sin is just separation from God. 
he can remember creating all the things that go on in the provocative nature of flesh. But he destroyed that nature at the cross and sent forth a spirit called the Holy Ghost. Then he protects the word through eternal things and he shares with us. So tonight I want us to think about the parade to the holy city. I, uh, I'm, I'm not sure how all of this is going to pan out. I, I tried to work it so that we could do whatever needs to be done to uh, get the experience of the word of God. And so if you have your Bible or you want to turn to James, the second chapter was where we're going to start. And, uh, and that is, my brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. So we, we've got to understand that God is no respecter of persons. No matter how far your bad history goes back, it's under the blood. If you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you've got power to live in the supremacy of that forgiveness and that mercy. But not only being supreme or on top of all of that, you can see a future that's greater than this past week. That is enormous. And so if there come into your assembly a man with a gold ring in goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and you have respect to him that weareth the real cool clothing or the gay clothing, and that's not referring to the uh, same-sex type stuff as gay. That is talking about uh, sporty and nice-looking. And say unto him, sit thou here in a good place and say to the poor, now you stand over yonder and sit here under the protection of being way out there or somewhere. He's called all of us into a covenant. He knows you and cares as much about you as he cares about anybody, anywhere, anything. Faith connects truth with truth. And as we by faith accept truth, obey truth, we become a partner with truth and thus all of the furnishings and the glories of truth and spirit fill our mind, our heart, our life, our city, our home with righteousness, peace, and joy because of the Holy Ghost. It's, it's an amazing thing. And so in this setting, he is he's trying to help us to understand that we do not have anybody. I'm, I'm sorry, I must have turned this off. 
ye are not then partial in yourselves or become judges of evil thoughts. Hearken, he said, or wake up and get aware, my beloved brethren. Look at that reaching of that beloved brethren. Hath not God chosen the poor of this world that have entered the riches of faith in Jesus, blood, name, Holy Spirit, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him. What a awesome opportunity to give him protection and provision, ability to give us authority and victory on every level. If you don't already have victory over whatever you've been going through, you're signed up for it. It's coming. Just as sure as 33 and a third years, he got out of a grave. He knew that's where he was going to have to go. He suffered every day at the hands of the Christian community, so-called. And so nowadays, it's not uh, unusual to people to crucify him again because they, they are afraid that so-and-so in their world might not have gone to heaven, so they're not going to do anything that's more than maybe one of their friends or one of their relatives or a mother or a dad or a son or a daughter. That's why I said you got to learn to hate mother, father, brother, sister. See, that is not a cool scripture for me. In my younger years, I could not. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then hate mother, father, brother, and sister. How did those parallels? The same thing he tells you. You got to hate your flesh. You got to crucify your flesh. If you don't clip the cords of flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh, if you don't crucify that flesh every day, it will start talking to you and making sense with what's going on around you, and thus you'll begin to tri trip, and thus your trouble will get on top of you, and then you will be troubled, and you will say to your friends, uh, I, you got to have the Holy Ghost to go to heaven, but I, I, I tell you the truth about it. I'm so troubled about everything going on in the world. I'm so troubled about my job. I'm so troubled about my marriage. I'm so troubled about my mother and dad. I'm so tr trouble is with you always, he said. Don't you let trouble get on top of your head. We used, Brother Jerry uh, and I used to have a little deal working with that. Do you remember that, Brother Jerry? <laughs> Trouble is with you always. And if you ever get your trouble up here, and I get that mental picture of he and I working with that years ago, I, I, and I still live with it because I watch so many people that sinking because they got so many troubles. Rise in the name of Jesus. Rise up. 
begin to praise God and worship God with heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I can tell you, it won't be long. You'll be dancing again. You'll be shouting again. And trouble will be laying over there crying, saying, I tried to take you under. I tried to do you in. But greater is he that is for you than he that is against you. And your history can't take you out. I'm here to tell you the blood's got it covered. So the parade to the holy city is a big deal. And the United Pentecostal Church embraces not a few truths. We embrace the book. That's what we do. That's why we continue to have great services, penetrating services, reprimanding preaching, a preaching that wakes us up when we get weary and well-doing and and all of a sudden we just want to lay out somewhere on the sunny beaches of California or somewhere around and just uh, I, I just don't think I want to hear any more preaching I don't think I want to have to go through another trial of hell and pit pitiful things uh, no 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 be ye ready is a very parenthetical statement that is uh, associated with Christendom, be ye ready, for in a day you think not the Son of Man's coming, and be ye ready. Don't take a vacation from the Holy Ghost. Don't take a vacation from trusting God. Don't take a vacation from obeying the Word of God. Don't take a vacation from loving your neighbor. Don't take a vacation from loving the Lord and praising Him every day. I thank you for the breath. I thank you for the wisdom. I thank you for the knowledge. I thank you for the food. I thank you for the car. I thank you for the house. I thank you for the chance. I thank you for the opportunity to go to your house and assemble together so that we become a stronger entity and a threat to the powers of hell and darkness. We're going to rise and shine just like the book said because there's a star coming out of the east and his name is Jesus and I don't want him to catch me sleeping. So do not they blaspheme? Rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seat. Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called? I'm telling you, you don't have to go far to see people totally shuck the truths of God and the word of God is his name. He is the word. His authority lies in the name of the body he assumed, the posture of sin, but the possession of deity. Whoa. The posture of sin, he was crucified. He let himself be crucified so they could understand the possession of deity that was in that body. It was a body of sin that was tormented by sinfulness that died a, di a death of sin but inside of that body was the possession and that's why it's called Christ in you, the hope of glory because the Holy Ghost is the invisible 
invisible counterpart of the production of Mary that sent forth a son into the world by the power of the Almighty God that absolutely robed himself in flesh and became sin who knew no sin that we through him might walk up hallelujah by repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus and the infilling of the Holy Ghost and a walking in truth every day and Anybody want to join me in your spirit? You don't have to even get up. I'm here to tell you there's a revival bursting loose. There is a glory cloud hanging over this area. There is a power of prayer from years gone by that's got the heavens seated. There's some of those old pioneers that helped build this church. They helped build that little building back yonder we call the evangelist quarters. I'm here to tell you we're blessed to have this whole acreage and all of that but the greater blessing is he's still alive his power is still glorious his word has not changed it's not worn down he's still the victor he's still the healer he's still the resurrection he's still everything he ever was and here's the beautiful part he's available If you fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, you do well. Now, I'm seeing a lot of people go to church, different areas of the country, and not only people, I am seeing Pentecostal preachers that don't fulfill that royal law. Love thy neighbor as thyself. That means you don't backbite. You don't tell people the pitifulness of their life. No. No gossip. That stuff is absolutely out of bounds. When you step over the line into that Forget the peace that passes understanding because he don't live out yonder. He lives in the orbit of glory, of victory, of keeping the faith. Ladies and gentlemen, that doesn't mean that you don't pray for them. It just means if you know they've got a weakness, you go to them. You don't tell everybody or somebody else, I tell you, I'm just worried about so-and-so, and and I know I covered this a a, a couple of services ago. I'm going to keep covering it because I'm telling you, I don't want you out of bounds for any reason. There's not enough good in gossip or tale-bearing that can give us what we want. We want joy and peace and righteousness. That's kingdom life. And that will defeat the devil when he's after your kids, after your wife, after your husband. I'm here to tell you, we got to have preaching like we've never had before. It's not about years ago. It's about today is the day.
day of salvation. Now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. Ladies and gentlemen, there ought to be a shout in our voice every day. Thank you, God, for the blood. It still cleanses. It still keeps me. Uh, hallelujah. I want us to take a couple of minutes and pray for every preacher in this city. I am believing that Joel was telling the truth when he said, in the last days, I will send a revival. God, right now, I am praying for every mother, every dad, every preacher. I am praying for those that are farthest away and those that are close at hand. I am praying just like you did. Hallelujah. You came to this earth so you could touch the people and give them credibility and give them future. And I want this for us, for me, for sure, and for every one of these beautiful people that are seated here and those that are listening online. We are not going through some cool thing. We are walking with you through this world. We want to hear from you in this world. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you have respect to persons, you commit sin. See, we, we got smoking, chewing, and all of that stuff is sin. But this is rivals a lying spirit. I love the Lord and I love our city. And if we don't love our neighbor, we just committed sin because it's a respect. That stuff is critical. We can't afford the luxury to let this flesh dominate that kind of thing. So he said, you have respect to persons? Oh, I love that one, and I don't love that one, and I, I do love that one, but I don't love that one. Don't be looking around right now, brother. <laughs> he said, if you have respect to uh, persons, what does he say, brother? That's huge. I mean, you don't have to spell it out for anybody. It's in black and white in your Bible. So, and are convinced of the law as transgressors. So he says, not only have you violated a spiritual contract, you have literally walked into the camp. Transgressors are people that are walking in an area where they're not supposed to be. That's huge. I, I don't enjoy preaching and teaching stuff like this, but I do enjoy preaching and teaching stuff like this. Because the first one I don't enjoy is because people look at me funny. Like, where did you come from? They act weird toward me, like I don't like them. I love you, and I love this city. I care about our school teachers. I care about every preacher in this city. I care. I don't want to quit caring. 
He cared long enough to drag me across the line. I don't want to ever go back. I don't ever intend for him to suck you back up. I'm going to preach hard. If it takes long preaching, I'll do what some of those old timers did. They'd stay till midnight if they had to get the coast clear. They'd stay till midnight if they had to pray somebody through. They'd stay way on up in the night. And they didn't even have good cars and good homes to go to. They had to build fires and hearths. They had to go in a pitiful settings. We have got so much. It's so easy to think we're already in heaven. All we need now is a door to get out of this part of it. No, he said you'll be in heavenly places. And that is critical. For he that said, do not commit adultery, and also said, do not kill, now, somebody say now, if thou commit no adultery, Yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. Killing somebody's faith is as bad as taking and cutting their throat. We can't afford the luxury of being a living epistle and then not sanctifying the ground we walk on. 1 Corinthians 13 is a part of the alma mater of the present day church. So, speak ye. I'm continuing from the last frame. I just put 1 Corinthians up there because that covers the whole show. And so do. Somebody say, speak ye. And somebody say, do. As they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. Now you notice the last frame had the spirit, the, the law of the Old Testament. But this, he's moved it up to the law of the spirit or the kingdom of God that's now working. And it's called the spirit or the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy that hath showed no mercy to their neighbor, to the horrible people around us, if they show no mercy, your mercy is out the door. It's black and white. You don't have to, I don't have to say a lot about it. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and hath not works? Can faith save him? We're going to get to it a little deeper water here pretty quick. If a brother or sister be naked without spiritual help, without somebody to help build their faith, and destitute of daily food, using the word of God, the bread of life, not using, trying to sack them up or not trying to do this. No, no, no. The bread is the word. 
that's the only thing that can strengthen the spiritual economy of a man or a church family or a city. And that's why we've got to talk the word, not just live a little few things in the word. No, 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 no. We are going to imbibe into our cranium every bit of the bread of word that we can. And we are going to reach the octave of all the fruit of the spirit not just one or two here, there, and yonder, and on a rare occasion have joy or righteousness or peace. No, 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 no. It's going to be a river. It's going to start up there in your prayer room in the morning, and it's going to last all day long. And when you get in bed at night, you're going to go to bed, halabahanda, and have one of the most peaceful nights and the joyful mornings that you've ever had. I'm telling you, the devil can't rob this stuff. I'm telling you, we got to surrender it. If we're going to surrender our righteousness, peace, and joy to flesh, we're going to have to have a hard time getting rid of the devil. But when we surrender our life to the bloodline, the name of Jesus, the word of Jesus, and the power of Jesus, I'm here to tell you, you're going to have a good day and a bad moment. I'm telling you, greater is he that is for you than he that is against us. It's not some little cozy, warm of a little thing going on. He wanted to say he wanted to say come unto me and I will be your refuge I will be your rest I will be your joy I will be your righteousness I will be your peace because you will be hid with me in God I wish somebody would stand and praise him. He's worthy of more than any ball player that we ever shout and praise for winning a trophy or from winning a little ball game. That's mediocre compared to a night in the presence of the king. Oh, hallelujah. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food and somebody says to them, depart in peace, be warm, and notwithstanding, you don't have anything to give them. The worst criminal deserves the bread, the word of God that says he's calling you though your sins be as scarlet they are going to be white as snow they are hidden with God as far as the east is from the west don't you let the devil bring them back up and tell you you're suffering because of your history I'm here to tell you that when you turned your sins over to God he forgave them as far as the east is from the west and that is a never destiny there is no place where that the east and the west actually meet except for the world's idea of it I'm here to tell you what he's saying is what goes around comes around and if you turn it over to me I'll put it under the blood and it will be as far away as the east is from the west because there will be no stopping place where he can arrest you and say I'm going to put you back in prison because you did the adultery or you did this 
but he said if you have respect to persons you stop the show you stop the arena you stop and you and you get let flesh take over the life of Christ is filled with glory and victory notice he never does say there will be a day you won't have trouble but he said I want to tell you when trouble comes your way move over into my domain of truth righteousness and peace and there will be no weapon formed that can prosper against that kingdom that's huge that's not a, it don't take a library to feel that realization the fact that people don't have it proves the fact that they're not living in the rest of the domain Paul wrote some of the greatest messages from a prison with stripes on him. Jesus came through the grave to make sure you know that that grave itself, the worst of worst, cannot hold back my kingdom. I am the mighty God. I am the everlasting Father. I am the Prince of Peace. And when you get me in your heart, the Holy Spirit, you've got all of those wrapped up. But you've got to study to show yourself approved. You've got to keep reading that book and obey, obeying the bread and, and letting it get into your mind and let it get into your hands and let it get into your feet. Love the neighbor as thyself and love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind and strength. Worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm here to tell you I'm watching even some preachers that they dance more in front of a ball game on a TV than they do at their own church service. Ladies and gentlemen it's no time to play games with this thing called the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's time for us to do our dance and not do it for each other. We're doing it because of him. He rescued me. He forgave me. He's coming after me. He keeps protecting me. Oh, I wish somebody clapped their hands to him like he deserves it. You're not clapping for pastor. We're clapping for the blood. We're clapping for the name. We're clapping for the opportunity. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead and alone. You can know a lot of scripture. You can know a lot of good memories of having a Holy Ghost and having good times in the Holy Ghost. But they don't take care of tomorrow. Every day, he said, is a new day. And every day that's new has its new occurrences, its new challenges, its new things. And I'm watching people quaking, worried about this Antichrist thing, worried that that North Star might fall on us. That North Star could be something that would be part of the fire that would cause the heaven and the earth to be set on fire. That's huge. But it's not as far out as this celestial body 
that you're about to get. I mean, we can endure, as the writer said, endure hardness as a good soldier. We can endure what's going on. We are absolutely filled with spiritual economy right outside the door. I like what one old-timer said. He said, we carry checks on the bank of heaven and just forget to cash them at the window of prayer. People think because they say a few things that, that sound godly, Oh, Lord, I, now I lay my down self down to sleep. I hope the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray that you'll just do anything anyhow. Ladies and gentlemen, it's no time to go through some catechism. When we pray at night, it needs to be as sincere as if we were standing at Calvary. God, I am praying that if I have transgressed against anybody, and we hopefully we'll get that far. I'm trying to get there quick. But uh, if I have done this or that, I pray you'll get it back up in my mind so I can make sure I get it under the blood. I don't want anything contaminating my mind for tomorrow. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. What is he saying? He's saying, If anybody else can't see your faith, it's not the kind of faith that I want. has to do with what you say, how you respond to people. And that's why it says, love your neighbor as yourself and love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Give them the forgiveness you give for yourself. You give them the forgiveness before they ask. Well, that's not fun. It's more fun than you think because you don't have to live with it. As long as you don't forgive them, you're carrying their sin and their weight. It'll always be a plague to you. Three weeks out down the road, you'll be thinking, My God, I tell you, it still gets my goat about how they did that. How they did that to my kids. I hate to go back and think about what I did to my neighbor's kids I will tell you about Miss Canatella. One time I had her boy, a young, a middle-aged boy on the ground about to beat him to death. And she come out of there. She's a Catholic lady, and she was Italian along with it. <laughs> she came out that door, and she screamed at me. I mean, we was between the sidewalk and the road. And she opened that door, and she said, Bob Meyer, I don't know what you think you're doing, but by the time I get through with you, you're going to wish you hadn't done what you're doing. I made my way home, 161 South 11th. I couldn't get out of there quick enough because that Italian, she meant business. Thou believest there is one God, you do well. But the devils do that. It's just right there in the book of truth. Yeah. So arguing oneness don't do anything for the world.
Educating the world makes all the difference. But we've gotten to where if we're not careful, we argue up and down. Jesus came to turn a light on. And he said, if you'll let me turn lights on in your life, the word of God is a light, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. That's what the word is. So you quote the word instead of telling them about, well, this is what you got to do, and that's what, no, no, no. Here's what the book said. This is what Jesus would say if he were here standing with you like he did me years ago. That's where we're headed, folks. I'm here to tell you, we're not here just to have a little parade about our history. We are developing a brand new parade of wisdom, of knowledge, of power, and of soundness of mind, and a wonder of the Almighty God that cannot fail. He is about to do the rest of the prophecy, and I don't want to miss it, and I don't want you to miss it. I don't want our city to miss it. I'm not near as loud as the people on the ball games you can't even hear yourself think when you're in a stadium and boy I'll tell you our pastor he just shouts and screams you'll wish that somebody did if you were to miss the boat I'm going to do everything I can to knock on the door of heaven, to preach hard, to preach deep, to preach to you. You say, well, man, it looks like you're just reaching for me. Yes, that, who did you think I was reaching for? I'm reaching for you and anybody that walks in that door. I am going to preach the word. Faith without works is dead. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Boy, get rid of that scripture. Isaac on the altar, his only boy, and he put him there? That's what we're going to have to do to our kids. That's what we're going to have to do to our neighbor. Put them on the altar in our prayer room. Dad, God, that's my neighbor. I don't want him missing the rapture. That's my son. That's my friend. I don't want him missing the rapture. He said when Zion travails over that kind of stuff, you can count on it. Your churches won't hold the people. I'm telling you, there is a revival in the air. It will go farther than all the demons can get. I'm telling you, the blood can travel and erase the demonic forces that are raping the minds of good people around us and it's no time for a, a apostolic church to be making little of anybody that's got anything going. Seest thou how faith wrought with works and by works was faith, somebody say, made perfect. Faith without works uh, there's another scripture that's parenthetical to that, and that is exercising thyself unto godliness. That's faith with works. And that works won't save you by itself, and we've gotten too worried about the people that are trying to make that happen. I'm here to tell you that faith without works is dead standing alone. 
we will not give up. I wish somebody would say, I will not give up. I will not give in to worldliness. We're not going to let the world rape our families. We're not going to let the world rape our church. We're not going to let the world rape our minds. We're not going to let the world go sowing seed in a place where the holy God of heaven is trying to parade his victory level and offer to us without sin unto salvation a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful life. Even if you have to do like Paul, spend some time physically physically incarcerated by maybe a sickness or an affliction or some of that other stuff not going to rob my faith hopefully I'm telling you I will never forget as dad was easing toward the finale of his life he looked at me one day and he said son I want you to get right here beside my bed and I want you to ask God with me forgive me for anything or everything I've ever done that wasn't kin to him I don't want to exit this world with one contamination. I want to walk out of this place. Cancer may take me in. Being missing one leg may take me in. But I tell you what, I'm going to serve God and I'll never forget one of the old boys that rented an apartment from him showed up at his funeral and he he was just pitiful. I mean, he had very limited clothes and had very pitiful clothes that he did have and he walked in there with some little tie he probably got, I don't know, some three store and he walked in there and he said I'm looking for Mr. Meyer said you know he always treated me so nice even when I didn't pay my rent he would go to the store and get groceries for my my children and my family and he said the least I can do is tell him as he's leaving that I appreciate everything he did I said I'm his son Now I'm able to tell you about dad. And and by the way, I think most of you know this, but you know it was in Paris, France, where he liked to die. And I've always thought it amazing when God called me to Paris, Texas. And then we got Brother Ronnie to get us an Eiffel Tower with a cowboy hat. You see then how that by works a man is justified? And not by faith. Don't you let all those people that have been told that faith without works is faith that saves you. Faith without works won't get you near to heaven. He said, I'll show you my faith by my works. I'll gladly repent of my sins. I'll gladly get baptized in the name of Jesus. I'll gladly get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'll gladly do that because faith without works is dead. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot justified? A harlot justified? Didn't get the Holy Ghost? Because she had faith and had sent them out another way. That That's one of my favorite messages that I've ever preached on the evangelistic field. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. It can't get any more clear. We've got to be careful when we're telling people down the street about that kind of stuff. He said faith without works is dead. You can't talk yourself into heaven. 
And yet you can talk yourself into a faith that leads you to the heavenly places. So we will love the Lord our God and our neighbors as ourselves, and we need to make a new commitment to that. Even while we're going through this service tonight, I will not use divers' weights is what the Bible calls it. When I'm talking about a friend, I'll let them off with something. But when I'm talking about an enemy, I'll put about 10 pounds on against them. He said, no, no, no. He said, that will never get it. Just because they're your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister, your mother, your daddy, you don't put more weight. You use the same for you as for them. That's huge. Revival is going to happen. It's the promise of our king, of kings. The kingdom of God, it remains the great choice. So as we come to the end, Romans 14, 16, let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he or she that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable. I wish somebody say acceptable. It's not hard to get right there because he's standing in this house right now. He is the sacrifice. He is the open door. He is the willing God of all gods to forgive you all your trespasses. And we're going to get there real quick. Luke 14, 12 and 40. Be ye therefore ready. For the Son of Man cometh at an hour when you think not. Hebrews 9, 28, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them, somebody say unto them that look for him. I wish we'd just sort of look up toward the east. Y'all can't look toward the east. <laughs> play like this is the east. I'm looking east. But let's play like we're looking up at the east and say it, what this writer said. Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. The reason for that is there's too many people that are being lied to and sold a false bill of goods about the coming of the Messiah. We've got to hurry and get to them. They need us. They need our prayers. Don't you think your prayers of travail he said, when Zion travails, sons and daughters will be born. When is the last time that you travailed in the Holy Ghost over Lamar County? Don't try to, I'm not trying to pin you down. I'm just telling you. The book says it in Romans. It's high time for us to awaken. That awaken right there is to awaken as much to what's going on. We're really awake to all this same-sex marriage. We're really awake to a lot of junk that's going on. But the awakening includes he's coming back. Don't just look at the negatives. Look at the whole show. Because as those two.
is when the rapture is going to take place. That is going to be cataclysmic. Because all of a sudden, sin and the Savior are coming back just like they did at Gethsemane where the blood challenged death in its final moment. And the blood of the Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. They preached it right. They told it the way it was. Too late. We can't afford that. Could we stand? I'm not going to try to force you to come to the front, but if you can feel free to come to the front, I'd like for us to spend about five minutes travailing over backsliders, over preachers, and over our county. From our county, needs revival. And above all, pray for your pastor. My God, the passion, the burden our kids need to see revival in its proper setting. The Bible said cry aloud and I'm not trying to force anybody to. I'm just saying that this is a good time to do it.
just lift our hands and praise him for hearing us. Thank you, Lord, for calling us together. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our cries. And I pray that you send angels to the distant areas that we cannot reach as a result of our passionate prayers tonight and the prayers that we will pray on the way home, the prayers that we will pray tomorrow. In the name of Jesus, it's one thing God likes. He loves applause. And so he said, clap your hands, all you people. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. He's an everlasting God. His mercies endure to all generations. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't have time, I know, to shake hands with everybody, but just throw them a wave. Love you. Going to be here the best I can. Thank God for the good things he's been doing. Thank you for everything you do for Pastor and his wife and our family. We are blessed to be part of your world.